You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 68. Today I'm going to talk about an addiction to struggle. Something I have spoken about a little bit in previous podcasts, but also something that I need to talk about more because I think that many of us are addicted, even when we think we're not. Now, this week... I've been involved in my own struggle, hence the reason for this podcast episode. For those of you who have been following along for some time, you may know that I have had my own challenges in life, from anxiety, depression and a failure story. Lately I've been able to spend more and more time simply embracing what is in my life and enjoying the present moment more and more, regardless of my life not ticking all the boxes that my ego had wished my life would be by this time. However, this past Monday I had acupuncture, and I have been receiving acupuncture for a little while now for some physical issues, but sometimes it triggers emotional releases too. Now, in episode 65, I spoke about what if your inability to receive is from past trauma. And I talked about, well, a lot about the subject of valuelessness. In that episode, I went into my own trauma and loss as a child and how the early life conditioning led me to believe that I was valueless. And... Because of this, in my adult life, I overcompensated for this feeling by overworking and overgiving to others. By doing this, I gave a lot and I received very little in return. And the day after my acupuncture this week was incredibly painful. I awoke in tears after considering something my acupuncturist had said to me about the personal stories I was carrying. I've been looking at my stories for some time, but he pointed out that I was still attached to one story, that of my little sister being born when I was 13 years old, and the false belief that she had an easy life and I had a hard life. I had built up this strong idea that she chose a life where everything worked out for her 
and I was stuck with the story of struggle, hardship and pain. And because of this, my body had been creating intense heat, which in acupuncture can often be related to anger. So I was bitter and resentful still, even though I thought I had worked through all of this in the past. I had understood that my sister's easy life was mostly material, superficial stuff. But I've finally begun to understand that my richly emotional and aware life is something I would definitely prefer than a life that simply has the appearance of ease. However, I had only gone so far with letting this belief and story go. Not enough. What I had done was to accept that what I had envied and felt bitter about had created an opposite, almost an opposing story inside of me. That of my life is always a struggle and it's hard and painful. So while we may think we are releasing and letting go of one story, we may miss another story playing on in the background. I had believed that as my life had felt like almost a fight to get anything to work, I had felt hard done by. I had watched my sister being headhunted for her skills, being very successfully self-employed, having relationships fall into her lap easily, to seeing her encouraged at so many levels with her artwork that I had built up, a shadow in me that was so deeply resentful, that created anger energy that was causing heat in my body and intense itching of my skin. Now, the day after the acupuncture, the old story I thought I had cleared resurfaced. Because deeply rooted stories do this. We remove one layer of that story, only to discover there are more layers. And this doesn't mean we are going backwards, of course, or that we haven't, we haven't done what we needed to do. It simply means that we, we're not ready to let the next layer go. And this layer, for me, was my addiction to struggle. And also the once again loud voice which was, why am I not enough exactly as I am? And even though intellectually I can see that I am enough as I am, the wounded child within me does not believe this yet. And this week after my acupuncture treatment, I cried four times. There was this inner turmoil happening that needed release. And upon waking, I cried with the voices of lies telling me I was not enough, that I had no value, that I feel so stuck not knowing how to receive by being who I am. And I then cried at my computer after posting how I was feeling to my friends on Facebook. And a friend simply said, I see you, Kelly. And just seeing those words, it was such a, a simple statement but it hit me to my core and I 
literally wailed into tears in my computer from just feeling that, those words. And I was obviously feeling unseen again on some level. And then I cried as I meditated about value and worth and wondering about what was it that made me enough. And lastly, I cried in the arms of my best friend. One of those real child cries where if someone someone was listening, they would think that someone you love had died. And in the middle of crying, I was able to be an observer and to watch this scene unfolding. I was no longer the child crying, but the mother watching the child. And I heard the child scream once again, why am I not enough as I am? And my inner child was crying out deeply for acceptance and love. It is so easy to get lost in the struggle, to feel our life must be a struggle. And I guess for me, the hardest aspects of the struggle is to do with self-care and, for me, in the financial sense. My friend supports me and when I am hit with the not enough voices, I feel like a failure. I ask, what can I do to support myself financially? And lately I've been drawing blanks on this. And I don't want to go into specific details here, but... What I understood through this whole experience was that by saying I was a failure financially, not able to care for my core survival needs, I didn't know that I was screaming at my inner child, you are not enough, and that I was using my lack of financial freedom and support as a measure of my failure as a human being. My uh, success definition has changed over the years. It used to be that I needed to have a constant flow of money, meet the love of my life, get married, have my own house, etc., etc. All those definitions we get thrown at us by society. So much so that when they don't happen, we feel different to those around us. We may fear our safety, we may feel like outsiders, we may feel we don't belong and most of all we may feel we are not enough because we do not match the conventional ideas of what it means to have a happy or successful life. So for me facing this idea of what happy or life satisfaction means is an ongoing journey. And like many people, when I'm faced by social media, by people I know being able to make a lot more choices, financially speaking, than me, it can cause me to recoil in pain and feel envy, resentment and hurt. And this could also be the same if you had challenges with love or relationships. You may find yourself deeply triggered when you see couples in love, married, etc. Or if you have health issues that make it a challenge to get out of the house, to move your body, to do those things you dreamed of doing and you see others fit and healthy, you may feel triggered by these experiences as well. And the greater the trigger, the greater the challenge to face and embrace. 
But if we keep getting triggered by the same things time and time again, it is our intuition bringing these people as inspiration to redefine how we view what we want in life. So for me, I need to redefine what life satisfaction and success is. For you, you may need to redefine what relationships or love is for you and whether you need them. Or you may need to redefine what being healthy means to you. You'll know what it is for you. It's a very personal thing. And as I cried in my bed this week, I screamed to the universe. You can call it God, Goddess, whatever is the right label for you. I screamed, what does value mean? Why am I valuable? Why am I enough? Why do people think I am amazing? Because I think many of us with triggers often find that no matter what other people say to us, no matter how kind or encouraging, it simply does not penetrate us. It does not go in deep. It is lovely to receive compliments, but if the story is still painful, they don't help. They don't make a difference. What really matters is how we view our experience and that is where we need to change how we view ourselves and our lives. We are not meant to give in to the voices in our heads that make us suffer. The idea is that we are victims and that we cannot free ourselves from this suffering. We can free ourselves from this suffering. But we first need to acknowledge that we are addicted to this suffering and that it gives us secondary benefits. It keeps us safe. It keeps us from the fear of the new. It stops us making changes. The fact is, we are all enough by virtue of our presence in this world. But I understand that the ego mind wants to grab onto more than this and that is where we need to question the authority of those voices we have been listening to for so long. For me, hearing your mere presence means you are enough doesn't really touch me right now. The story within still needs unravelling. I need to continue to change my definition of life satisfaction and what it means to be a successful human being. It can be hard not to compare with the world around us, really hard. People may say that it's nothing to do with us, what other people do, so just focus on our own lives. But I go a stage further in this. Those other people that trigger us are necessary. Because when we are able to feel enough exactly as we are right now, imagine, what would life feel like? My greatest fear is probably that of being on the streets homeless. So my challenge is to face that fear. To know that even if I were homeless, this does not make me worthless or not enough. Because when I see homeless people, I don't think that at all. But I can see how my ego tries to judge me in this way. 
And when I consider struggling, whoever told me that struggling was a prerequisite for success was wrong. Society tells us that if we don't struggle, our our achievements mean less than if we had struggled. Is this true? I don't think so, but obviously a part of me still believes this illusion. We can often believe that if things are easy, people will not like us. For me, this kind of is true. I judged my sister and I felt envy for the ease with which she receives the material goodness in the world, like money and booking lots of holidays, have owning your own home. She works hard. She struggles probably working hard, but in my mind it looks as if she found it far easier than me. So perhaps the very judgments we have of others are holding us back even further from our own letting go of struggle. And what if we have never known a time without struggle? What if it is so familiar that The thought of ease scares us because we don't believe it can be a way of life. When someone does something that comes easily to them, we could say, you have it so easy, don't you? And unfortunately, because of the society we live in, we make them feel the need to defend that ease in their lives. And they may something say something like, uh, I know, but I had to work really hard for it. It was a struggle and a challenge at times. As if to have an easy life would mean that it is not worthy or deserved. But is this true? Easy doesn't mean lazy. But I think many of us may have been brainwashed to believe that easy does mean lazy. And one writer that I came across recently who was discussing struggle and addiction said a really great technique that I'm going to start doing myself. And he said, my coach suggested that I start wearing a struggle patch, like a nicotine patch that people wear in their process of breaking an addiction to smoking. While at first it seemed a little ridiculous, I actually took her up on the suggestion and I put a band-aid as a representation of my struggle patch. I'm allowing the band-aid to represent my own commitment to break this addiction. And it actually has been altering my perception of myself and my life. I thought this was such a brilliant idea. I think I've got to try this myself and I might go and find a band-aid that is a child's band-aid with a nice smiley face just to remind me. While some people may wear bracelets that remind them they are beautiful, we can wear a band-aid to remind us that we can choose ease instead of struggle in many areas of our life. And for me, the most important thing to do is to focus on what is. What is it in my life today that I can embrace? I know from experience it's very easy to keep focusing on what is lacking. And this is when we struggle the most. And as Richard Bach famously stated, argue for your limitations and they're yours. Thanks for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have a question or a topic 
you are struggling with and would like me to answer on an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.